Welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, the history of the little things, a podcast in which we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. For us here at home, the seasons are starting to think about changing. Like they're thinking about it and then they're not thinking about it again. (laughs) It's starting to get just a little warmer and then of course it snows again. But overall, there is enough sunshine to go for a nice walk now and again. I will often go for what we creatively call a walk and talk with my sister. We're both writing books at the moment and sometimes we need to talk out plot points. Now, it doesn't have to be going for a walk per se, but our family will often take out a scooter or a bicycle or a skateboard or a ripstick, which is like a more swivelly skateboard. I think that is the official definition. (laughs) And I'm really bad at those. So (laughs) sometimes what we need is also just going for a drive. But whatever gets you out of the house and about town, the neighborhood or nature, whatever your mode of transportation is, feel free to uh, substitute that for the moment. As for this episode, we're going to focus on going for a walk. Now, I've lived in my neighborhood for good night probably 25 years which is kind of crazy and during that time we've seen people come and go and at this point our neighborhood is like mostly old (laughs) we're all just a little old and so there's a number of us who will just go out and walk and it's fun to see each other passing um passing each other's houses and and saying hello and when we go on these walks uh, my sister and I in particular sometimes we will just treat it as a chance to walk down memory lane I think of walking to school as a kid I think of all the times I lined up for class and or was late for class at the elementary school which isn't too far from home Uh, we walk past the people that we know and think of the memories that we had with them or the people that we don't know and you know wonder about their lives just a little bit we'll often go for runs as well and think about the times i was bit by a dog on a run for example or (laughs) or all the times that we've gone for walks and been able to learn a little bit more about each other find some solution to whatever was troubling us and enjoy the beautiful scenery around us. I also love walking a city. As I've traveled, that's been my favorite way to get to know the new destination that I'm at. I love wandering the city, getting a little lost, and finding hidden corners. While walking London, my sister and I were trying to find our afternoon tea, and we stumbled upon a quiet little church that was basically a napping church. People would just go inside and take naps on the benches. And that was kind of the service that they provided. Like, the church had come to accept this. This was something that had started to happen, and then they just kind of, like, let it keep going. And so we went and sat inside for a bit in the silence, and it was really actually quite like a nice special atmosphere. It was just peaceful and quiet and lovely. We never would have found that if we hadn't gotten lost walking. (laughs) So I love, I love, I love walking and all the people that you meet, the life that you get to take a peek at, the places you can explore and stumble upon. I've accidentally stumbled upon museums. Like, I don't think it was even a proper museum, but in Germany, we were trying to find a different address and we got lost. And so basically either I love walking or I love getting lost. We don't know which it is, (laughs) but we were walking and um, it was a beautiful little town called Speyer. And we looked in to kind of a courtyard area and the door was open and it had 
tea sets and doors hanging from the ceiling. And we kind of like wandered in a bit. It didn't look like it was private property. So like we wandered in and it was almost like somebody had taken Alice in Wonderland and like put it as a museum display. So we kind of wandered this little garden for a second that was full of things hanging from the ceiling, books and the tea sets and the doors and just all of this. And it was absolutely delightful. And we never would have run into that on purpose. Also in Germany, walking to a different destination, we were in a neighborhood and found a random German house that had large sculptures in its backyard that were made of metal, and one of them was an enormous T-Rex, just like in the middle of a really tiny town in Germany, an enormous metal T-Rex in someone's backyard. It was great. This is why I love walking. So, and many other reasons, but I just, I love, I love the exploration of walking and the glimpse into people's lives and just the joy of discovery and the exercise the exercise is good too walking is good for the soul in my opinion getting out of the house in general is also good for the soul uh whether or not you're a people person sometimes it's just good to get out don't have to be surrounded by people when we can't walk taking a moment to sit and take in life a bit is also a good way to bring some goodness into your life Now, throughout history and around the world, we have had a few different names and practices around walks. The word walking came from an old English word, wilken, that meant to roll. Basically, we walked and rolled. (laughs) There are a number of different types of walking activities, like many, many, many. There's power walking, speed walking, and race walking. I think I grew up doing most of these on accident because my father walks very quickly, and I grew up walking this way. It was particularly useful for navigating large crowds in uh, the city. In the city, I could weave my way in and out through the queues of people getting off the subway pretty, pretty fast. It was probably also because I would take the stairs, which was exercise. Race walking is an actual sporting event. The difference between race walking and running is that in race walking, one foot must be on the ground at all times, whereas when we run, both of our feet leave the ground at once. There's also hiking, snowshoeing, Nordic walking, bush walking, dog walking, hill walking, treadmill walking, and more. Lots of ways to walk. There's also, of course, going for a promenade, which is French. This came from the word promener, which means to walk. A promenade refers to a great open area for walking or riding, and is generally an area open to the public in an urban setting. A promenade was a way to beautify urban or industrial areas by adding shrubbery trees or fences and walking paths. Promenades became a sort of social exercise, almost similar to the way we have running paths or walking paths in parks and urban areas today. These can still be considered suitable promenades. Although promenades were not originally intended for running exercises, but more leisurely walks. In the past, promenades were also useful for socializing and showing off one's fashionable apparel. The difference between a public walking space and a promenade was that the promenade was generally free of drunkenness and was reserved more for socializing and entertainment and exercise, particularly for the, like, quote-unquote, respectable woman. There are also walking tours for tourism. These can be around cities or other places, but the ones that I've seen in cities usually have been themed, like haunted walking tours around London or Edinburgh, during which a tour guide will tell tales of ghosts or terrible crimes late at night with a bunch of strangers, sometimes raining. Sounds very atmospheric. There's also the German Volksmarch, or People's March. 
folk marching started in the mid to late 1960s and spread in popularity until in 1968. The International Federation of Popular Sport, known as the IVV, was established in Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and Liechtenstein. Folk marching is fitness walking, but not competitively. IVV has its headquarters in Altötting, Germany. Although the main activity for folk marching is walking, participants can also bike, swim, ski, snowshoe, etc. Most of these folk marchings take place on a trail in the outdoors, marked by signs or maps, and can be anywhere from five to ten or twenty kilometers or more. That's about three point one, six point two, or twelve miles. If you do a certain number of folk marches. Or by covering a certain distance over time, you can even earn pins and patches. I remember seeing these pins and patches proudly on display on hats and sometimes the walking sticks of those who participated in folk marches. Each year, about 10 million people participate in over 7,500 folk marches. There are at minimum 4,000 clubs worldwide, spanning 40 countries. A folk march can also be called a folk walk or a folk wanderung. There are different walking festivals around the world. The largest multi-day walking event takes place over four days in the Netherlands and is called International Four Days Marches Nijmegen. This walk has been a tradition since 1909, but became based in Nijmegen in 1916. It covers about 30, 40, or 50 kilometers each day, depending on the group. It used to be mostly a military event, but these days it is something enjoyed more by civilians, with over forty thousand participants, five thousand of which are military personnel. In the United States, the annual Labor Day walk in Michigan, on the Mackinac Bridge, brings about sixty thousand people. This one is the biggest single-day walking event. Walks can also be organized for charity events. Now, why is walking good for you? Walking comes with a lot of health benefits. It can improve and boost your energy and stamina, confidence, life expectancy, weight control, and can reduce stress. Sometimes you need a good walk to blow off some steam, and for me, it's a good way to get my head on straight again and see that the world isn't ending over something I find frustrating, depressing, or can't figure out. Walking can also decrease your risk for a number of diseases, including diabetes, high blood pressure, strokes, bowel cancers, breast cancer, osteoporosis, and coronary heart disease. Mentally, studies show that walking can enhance or boost your mood, memory, creativity, abstract reasoning, concentration, and learning ability. Walking for 30 to 60 minutes a day in the right walking posture can help reduce chances of heart disease, certain cancers, type 2 diabetes, anxiety disorders, and depression. It can increase your life expectancy. Harvard research suggests that walking can even help you master your sweet tooth. It can boost your immune function and also ease pains in your joints. Governments around the world have seen the benefits of walking for their communities and have taken steps to encourage walking, like England's "The Walking the Way to Health" initiative. Walking really can help with a lot, and walk it off when it comes to these types of things isn't bad advice. And a walk down memory lane? Well, turns out that walking can help us keep our memory lane as well. So, for all the times that I have needed to get my head on straight again, or to feel more optimistic about the rest of my life, <laughs> or to think back about the fond memories that I have of walking to school with friends, laughing with them, sharing stories and snacks, for all the times that I've been able to walk about cities, I love walking cities. That is my favorite <laughs> activity. Like tourism is great, and all of those are great, but I also like walking because. You get a feel for the city, for the people, and it's mostly free, <laughs> and it's good exercise. 
for all of these reasons, for all the many walks that we've enjoyed with friends and family, for the connections that we've made, or for the solitude that we've found, and hopefully some peace and healing. For all these reasons and more, I am very grateful for walks. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.